Okay, before we get started, I have a few updates because it has been a little bit. I am no longer on social media. It is gone. If you've been looking for me in about the past week or so, I am no longer there. I need to focus on the podcast, my moon members, and just writing content. But the really big catalyst to all this was the scammers. You babes know I've tried to change my Instagram handle. It still doesn't work. The feeling that I get when people screenshot my content and then message people and you know, scam them. It's not a very good feeling. And until social media finds a way to deal with this, it seems like they really don't care. But until there's a way to deal with it, I've just decided that social media is not where I need to be putting my efforts. So long story short, I'm not there anymore. I might come back at some point. I don't know, probably not in the near future. So if you want to interact with me, you can email me, you can become a moon member, you can be in the Astro Lounge, any of that. But I'm no longer on social media. End of story. The next order of business is my bookings. So before I was kind of doing it where the calendar would update on its own, but now just to keep everything fair and the best way that I've seen to do it so far is to send out an email letting everyone know that you know the next month has opened up and then the slots will all be there. So it's going to be by a month to month basis. If you want to stay in the know as to when my books are open, just sign up for my mailing list on my website, moonmattersastrology.com, and you'll stay in the know. And then you'll know when you can book a reading. That's pretty much it for housekeeping stuff. Just basically that I'm not on social media anymore. I'm going to be focusing on putting out more podcast episodes, which I'm sure all you babes will be happy about. And I'm focusing on my members, writing content, things like that. And also, if you want to stay up to date with what I'm doing, just sign up for the mailing list. All right, today's episode, I know we're supposed to be in the middle of the Love, Sex, and Eros series, and that will resume. That's absolutely going to continue, but I wanted to get this episode out for the Saturn and Pisces babes. So many of you have been asking for advice long before your return was even approaching. Today's episode is going to go over all the ingresses and retrogrades of this three-year transit as well as the general significations of Saturn and Pisces. I'll be writing a blog post that's a companion piece to this episode that goes over Saturn and Pisces through each of the 12 houses, and that post will be available to my members. So if you're wanting to get some advice on your Saturn return or just interested in reading it, head on over to my website, become a member, and support my work. And if you're already a member, just head on over to the website, give it a read, and thank you for supporting me. Let's cover some basics that'll be helpful to know before we jump to the significations of Saturn being in Pisces. First, we'll start with a checklist that you can use to assess the condition of Saturn in your chart, and we'll assume you have Saturn in Pisces since that's the sign we're talking about today. What house is Saturn in, and what houses are ruled by Capricorn and Aquarius? The house Pisces governs is going to hold the main themes of the return. You'll mainly see this area of your life being under the watch of Saturn's eye. The other two houses of Capricorn and Aquarius get an honorable mention, especially if they have placements in them that are making aspects to Saturn. These won't be large themes like the house Pisces is in, but I tend to see them bleed into the overall picture of the return. What degree is Saturn? This will be helpful for you to know so that you can be aware of when transiting Saturn is conjunct natal Saturn. That's when the impact of the Saturn return will be at its height. 
And since we have quite a bit of retrogrades that happen throughout the course of the return, it'll be good to know when transiting Saturn is getting close to natal Saturn. And this is mainly only if you care to keep track of Saturn super closely. And I just think it's interesting because then you can be like, okay, transiting Saturn just came and ran over natal Saturn. And then it put it in reverse and it backed over it again. And then it put it in forward and ran over it again. So you can kind of get a feel as to how many times or how heightened certain parts of your return are going to be and when that'll be. Do you have a day chart or a night chart? Saturn is the greater malefic for night charts. While there's many factors that go into how Saturn will play out in a chart, night charts typically feel the weight a little more than day charts do. Just as day charts feel Mars heavier than night charts. What aspects is your natal Saturn making? I mentioned this briefly with the houses, but it'll be good to know who Saturn is talking to in the chart. If it's making harmonic aspects with the benefics, Saturn tends to be a little softer per se. So take that into consideration when assessing the dignity of Saturn. And by dignity, I basically mean the overall mood. What kind of mood Saturn is in in your chart will dictate the delivery of the Saturn return. Is Saturn in its own decan or bound? If Saturn is in its own decan or bound, then it's said to be happier. I still don't think having a happy malefic makes anyone actually happy, but we can say for certain that if Saturn is in its own decan or bound, that it will feel more comfortable doing its job. Whether that brings good or bad things is up to you and your own perception. So just know that a planet in its own decan or bound is comfortable and it's likely to do its job with more ease. So that's your checklist. You really want to go over what house Saturn is in, what degree Saturn is, do you have a day or night chart, what aspects is your natal Saturn making, and is Saturn in its own decan or bound. And together you can kind of assess the situation that Saturn is in going into your return. The last time Saturn ingressed into Pisces was January 28th, 1994. So if this is your second Saturn return, then think back to that time in your life. What went on during those years? What hardships or changes did you encounter? If this is your second Saturn return, anything you didn't finish then is likely to come back around this time. And hopefully having been through this once, you know the ropes and kind of what Saturn expects of you. It's not likely that these returns get easier. It's more likely that we hopefully become wiser and more prepared for them. And again, we hopefully become wiser and more prepared. Hopefully, that's the key word there. Hopefully we learned in the last 30 years or we learned from the first time. Whether this is your first or second Saturn return, Saturn officially returns to Pisces on March 7th, 2023. And then it ingresses into Aries on May 24th, 2025. But then it moves back into Pisces on February 13th, 2026. The reason being is that there's going to be some retrograde action that goes on with Saturn that causes it to dip back and forth between Aries and Pisces. So let's go over that retrograde motion now. So grab your pen and paper or, you know, whatever. You can write this down. You don't have to or you can listen to it later. But here is the retrograde motion for Saturn and Pisces. It goes retrograde June 17th, 2023 at 1.27 p.m. at 7 degrees Pisces. And then it goes direct 
November 4th, 2023 at 3.02 a.m. at zero degrees Pisces. So it just barely stops itself from dipping back into Aquarius. Aquarius, babes, you are spared for that one. And then Saturn goes retrograde again, June 29th, 2024 at 3.06 p.m. at 19 degrees Pisces. And then it goes direct November 15th, 2024 at 9.20 a.m. at 12 degrees of Pisces. And from there, it finishes out its cycle, sort of. There is a point when Saturn is at one degree of Aries that it goes retrograde on July 13th, 2025, and it dips back into Pisces around September 2nd, 2025 until it hits 25 degrees, and then it goes direct again. It doesn't ingress back into Aries until February 13th, 2026. So Saturn and Pisces will have this little kind of reprieve for a while while it is in Aries. But then Saturn comes back and is like, hey, are you doing all the things I told you to? Are you really, did you really learn your lesson? Because it seems like the return is kind of short for a little bit because it goes into Aries. But, you know, that, uh, that retrograde that happens just sends it right back into Pisces. You just really got to learn from the lesson and nobody gets away. Like nobody's time with Saturn is ever shortened. No matter how the retrograde cycles kind of stack up, you always kind of have to own the 2.5 to 3 years that Saturn will give you. So I know that kind of sounds all kind of like jumbled up a little bit. If you write the dates down, it'll be a lot more fluid. So that's what I recommend is kind of just writing them down, having them and looking at them that way will make a lot more sense than I think me just talking about them. But I wanted you babes to have them anyway. And if you read my companion blog post that goes along with this episode, all the dates will be listed there and I go into a little more detail with them. So if you're interested in that, Go be a member and you can read that content. It's going to be really great. I hope it's helpful for you. Now let's get into the significations of Saturn being in Pisces. What does this combination feel like? How does Saturn behave when under a Piscean influence? And what does it mean in terms of a Saturn return? I know Saturn feels like it would be in fall or detriment in Pisces, but it's actually not. Saturn experiences its detriment in Cancer and Leo and its fall in Aries. So while Pisces might seem like a sign that Saturn is going to feel uncomfortable in, it's actually just kind of neutral about it. That being said, Saturn is still the great malefic in the sky. It enforces boundaries, it restricts, it confines, it forces us to kind of grow up and be an adult, use wisdom. Saturn's role in the cosmos is to bring balance to Jupiter which this is the planet that traditionally rules Pisces. If Jupiter expands, Saturn constricts. If Jupiter believes in blind faith, Saturn believes in hard work. We're really going to see the dichotomy of these two planets play out throughout Saturn's stay in Pisces. Pisces is mutable water, which means free-flowing water. As we said before, Saturn constricts and confines. This means a big theme of Saturn in Pisces is going to be creating a container to hold Piscean water. This container is going to have to be constructed and reconstructed throughout the course of Saturn's time in Pisces, but by the time Saturn leaves, it's going to be one sturdy container. The image that gets conjured when I meditate on Saturn in Pisces is someone visiting a stream. The stream is flowing with clear, blue, almost hypnotic water. You could drink directly from the stream, but you'd be better suited in the long term to create some sort of jug or container 
that you can fill with water and take along with you. You'd then be able to use this mystic water not only to drink, but to water other areas of your life. It would behoove you to put in the work and figure out how to best make this water source a part of your day-to-day life. And that's what Saturn in Pisces is going to be about. It's going to be about finding a way to harness the, the everyday magic of life. It's looking at the mystical, the ethereal, the spiritual, the otherworldliness and saying, okay, I see you, but how can I integrate you practically? How can I use and harness this dream realm of mine? And how can I make it work for me in a long-term sustainable way? Saturn in Pisces will force us to confront what's an attainable dream and what's an illusion. Grounding your dreams and channeling them into real ambition would be the ultimate win for Saturn while under Pisces rule. So while Saturn is, you know, playing around under Pisces, if it can force someone, not force, but kind of, if it can make someone look at their dreams and actually ground them, Saturn would consider that a win. To get a really well-rounded look at how Saturn and Pisces will behave, let's head over to the tarot cards. I love looking at tarot, especially with astrological correlations, so we're going to use them here. Saturn's card is the world. Pisces' card is the moon. The depiction of Pisces' card actually reminds me of my thoughts when I meditate on Saturn and Pisces. The moon card has these two bodies of water, and they're separated by this strip of land that has a path running through it. There's also two pillars on each side of the card that give off a vibe of structure and power. And the pillars are actually said to be linked to the pillars of the high priestess and the veil that's behind her, which would be very Piscean, the illusion behind the veil. So you have the moon card showing all this water with a small patch of land, just the smallest portion that someone could ground themselves on. And the rest of the concrete ground is a thin sliver that straddles the line of conscious and unconscious, intuition and intellect. Then you have Saturn's card, which is the world. This is the card of completion and victory after much toiling. Together, these cards indicate that Saturn and Pisces will require us to wade in emotional waters. We have to find a way to practically harness the mystic river. We must break the illusions before us by walking the thin line of intuition and intellect, never stepping too far into either. While Saturn itself is a cold and dry planet, that doesn't mean emotion and intuition are the enemy. It simply means that we need to use those parts of ourselves in a constructive way. Rather than falling victim to our own illusions or blindly following our gut feelings, we need to strike that balance, walk that line, and allow room for constructive criticism. The area of your life that Saturn and Pisces exerts its influence may receive a spiritual cleansing of sorts over the next three years. The way you view that part of your life will likely be forever shifted. You'll be doing a lot of soul searching and looking for answers, most of which you probably already have within you. Saturn and Pisces is our chance to go behind the veil, to scoop up some mystic water and bring it back to nourish our everyday life with. While spiritual revelations and going veil diving sounds great and all, remember that this is a three-year ordeal. You may shatter your illusions early on in the process, but then be forced to wait until you're set free to act upon your newfound wisdom. Saturn requires a holding period, 
always. Remember, there are those retrogrades, but it will come back for you and to you to finish what it started. It's going to leave and it's going to want you to be able to uphold your lessons. That's kind of what I get from that that retrograde and that direct kind of action that's happening when Saturn leaves Pisces for a little while and then comes back. It's basically like, okay, I've been here for a while. I've taught you a lot. I'm going to head out. And then it comes back and says, were you standing on your own? Are you standing on the foundations that we built together or have they shattered or have you discarded them? So that's what Saturn's going to want to see when it does that little, you know, retrograde motion and dips back and forth. My advice to anyone going through their Saturn return in Pisces is this. See the magic in everyday life. Put faith in your efforts, not ideals. Don't be afraid to question and always come back to center when feeling lost. Well, my babes, that's Saturn in Pisces. That's a quick little, you know, rundown of it. But if you want more in-depth advice on how to navigate this return or just information on how it'll impact you based on what house it's in, head on over to my website, become a patron of the podcast, and read the companion blog to this episode. Thank you all for your continued support as Mood Matters morphs into everything I've ever thought it could be and more. Don't forget to sign up for my mailing list so you're always in the know about when new bookings open up. I also occasionally send out little coupon codes or just other random astrological tidbits. So if you're interested in that, please sign up for the mailing list. I'll see all you babes back here soon and good luck on your Saturn return.